Hello, and welcome to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Siri Vincent Clough, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the show where I explore heathenry through a queer lens. We will be talking about traditional witchcraft, runes, folklore, and so much more. Join us, won't you, as we journey to the ends of the Nine Realms and back. Hello, hello, welcome back. Um, So I want to apologize in advance for the audio quality on this episode. I cleaned my office, and while you wouldn't think that would impact the way that you all will hear my voice, um, I did lose my microphone in the process. Don't worry, I know it's around here somewhere. I just am really busy, and uh, so I'm using my AirPods. Forgive me, forgive me. Audio quality is not always going to be like this. Um, so a couple of announcements. I am doing a giveaway through the Apothecary. Um, go to my uh, Instagram account. Um, basically, all you need to do to enter the giveaway is to sign up for my mailing list, both the Coven Letters mailing list and the Apothecary updates part of the mailing list. You can get a beautiful little grab bag of goodies if you do that. Um, another announcement: I am uh, preparing for my first holiday season as an apothecary owner. So um, expect some new products to be coming. I'm really excited about them. But also, please, if I know that Halloween is going to be like a really important day for a lot of people. So if you want to get something in time for Halloween, please order by October 25th to ensure that I have time to ship it to you. Um, what else is happening? I feel like I've always got a lot going on. I should maybe do something about that and have less going on. Um, oh, yes, the Patreon is fantastic. I have changed some of the tiers of Patreon, um, so go ahead and check it out. Patreon is truly the way that this podcast is supported, and you get a lot for your dollar on Patreon, or for your $3 and up on Patreon. Um, and if you don't want to do a monthly commitment, Anchor, which is the service that I uh, use, has... Um, a way that you can just basically give me a tip for a podcast episode. So I'm going to leave those links in the show notes. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all. Uh, let's just dive in. Uh, today is a shorter episode. It is a solo episode. I will be talking about um, Wunyo. So the last rune of Freya's eight is Wunyo, and it represents joy. Winyo is one of the absolute sweetest runes in the entire Futhark, and it shows the full range of expression in this oracle. There is little point to things without joy. This rune contains all of the optimism of our journey with the rune so far, and a promise of more to come. Winyo is also a deceptively simple rune, but there are many great lessons embedded here. So, um... I know that so many people come to tarot or divination for the purpose of laying bare their pain, of dealing explicitly with difficult and even traumatic situations. Or sometimes we turn to divination to help us find a new direction. We may feel aimless or we may have too many ideas and not be sure what to prioritize or even what steps to take. 
um, typically people don't seek answers if they are fully content with their lives. And yet, how do we know when it's okay to stop striving? How do we know when we've reached happiness? What is the shape of joy? And how can we bring that joy into our lives every day? Whenever I write or speak about Wunyo, it takes me a while. The meaning of this rune is fairly simple. Joy, happiness. There isn't actually that much written about it. I've noticed in you know, books about runes or um, classes that I've taken, the uh, lesson on Wunyo tends to be a lot shorter than other lessons. And um, yeah, there just aren't very many wildly divergent read ideas about the rune. Um, and there's not as much chatter about like, does it mean this or does it mean that? It's kind of well understood throughout the rune reading community. And I hope that this episode, even though it will probably be shorter than a lot of other episodes, I hope that this helps to tease apart all of the intricacies that come with uh, happiness in this rune specifically. Here's the thing. We are accustomed to building stories around struggle. Think of your favorite novel or movie or any kind of story. The plot almost always revolves around some kind of conflict. And, you know, I like that. (laughs) I am an avid reader. I love movies. I love all of these things. So I'm not one to knock it. However, um, I think it's important to note that this is the primary way in which like a lot of people are understanding stories and the stories that we tell about the world around us. Uh, Romance is the one genre that I can think of where the main characters are led by joy. Their inner compass, their arrow is set to desire and happiness. Um, yes, there's always some kind of conflict, the, oh no, they're dating someone else, or miscommunications leading to temporary breakups, or any number of tropes that help us build an actual story around romance. But romance always ends with a happily ever after or a happy for now. Um, And romance is also one of those genres that is scoffed at for being too fluffy or too feminine. Of course, this comes back to societal misogyny, but that's a different episode. Um, Please forgive me this short digression. I've got storytelling on the brain and I want to bring some more of this out. During the pandemic, people started turning to really simple forms of storytelling. I'm talking about this completely anecdotally. I haven't read too many think pieces on it, but I know that I had several friends who started to explore things like slice of life anime or YouTube channels that are just about making food. There's this joke about the Great British Bake Off being like one of the most comforting shows in the world. And part of the reason that it's comforting is because yes, it's a Bake Off, but it's not really very um, competitive. It's more, you know, just everybody showing up and doing their best and encouraging everyone else. Um, and I see some food, you know, like YouTube channels being similar. No dialogue, no characters, just beautifully shot uh, people making food. I know that I was calmed by slice of life anime and also slice of life fan fiction during the pandemic. Um, one of the beautiful things about fan fiction in particular is that people will look for characters that they find comforting and they'll read it. So things like slice of life storytelling are possible. Um, you know, it might be hard to figure out, okay, what slice of life thing do I want to do? But if you already know the characters, you're going to be going that direction anyway. 
There's also just something very comforting about staying within a world and a set of characters that you already love. I know that certain studies have shown recently that people who have a lot of anxiety tend to rewatch the same shows or movies over and over again. And that's because they they know what's going to happen. They kind of know the ending. There's no surprises and they're invested in the characters. So the reason I'm talking about this here is because we have spent so long paying attention to all of the different words for pain in the stories that we tell, all of the ways that humans can be cruel to one another and suffer. And again and again, during these really trying times, people are looking for simple joys. They are looking for happiness. They are looking for, you know, everyday stories that don't have a lot of struggle behind them. Um, as much as we have analyzed how conflict and, you know, emotions and people being nasty to one another can pour, push a story forward, we haven't spent all of this time examining the ways in which we can be joyful. I think right now people are craving stories about happiness. Whether we're reading romance novels or watching comedy specials, we want a happily ever after, excuse me, we want a happily ever after more than we have before. Dare I say that romance novels help us understand Wunyo? Yes, yes I do dare. These genres allow us to seek joy in very specific ways and in ways that are outside of ourselves. They allow us to explore the things that make us happy, even if we aren't ready for them. And who knows, maybe we can find something that doesn't make us happy or that doesn't spark joy. And in that case, we can narrow our focus even more closely to what does make us happy. Joy is personal. Yes, it is an emotion that is contagious. You can share it with others, but ultimately we all have our own definition of what joy looks like. A lot of people, myself included, often think of happiness like, I'll know it when I see it. But what does happiness feel like? What can we, if, if we know it when we see it, how can we bring more of that into our lives? We can plan our creative projects, our careers, our relationships, always striving for that feeling. Society prescribes certain life tracks. These are often culturally determined. I know that growing up, I felt like all around me were examples of people who had careers, staying in the same job for decades with a loving spouse, children, owning a home, going on tropical vacations, the whole kit. There's a whole lot of privilege and the assumption that this is an ideal life, but this was the culturally prescribed ideal that was given to me. And yet I think about that life and I feel suffocated. There are some aspects of that that I can easily see myself loving. Particularly, I love my spouse so very much, and we both love traveling, going on vacations, though we're not really the tropical beachside vacation types. But having one job for decades, I can't stomach that. Part of the reason I love owning my own business is because I can make shifts as I need to, and I can follow my desires or my curiosities. I don't care if having one job for decades makes other people happy, but I personally want to stay away from that lifestyle. And I know many people who can't fathom wanting children, but I also know other people who yearn for children and don't feel complete without them. Joy isn't replicable. It's not an equation. There's no set of inputs that if you plug them in, your result is happiness. 
we all know it doesn't work that way. We might be taught this is how we're supposed to operate, that life is one progression from milestone to milestone, but the truth is that it's much more twisty-turny than that. And along the way, even in moments of crisis, even in those really dark times, we need to laugh. We need to experience that relief. Um, otherwise, what are we doing this for? What is the ultimate purpose of our struggle? Understanding what makes us happy, even if that is a fleeting happiness or a quick moment, is something that can get us through to much more difficult situations. So questing yourself into a vision of what should make you happy is a pretty surefire way to feel terrible. And so instead, we need to think about what does make us happy. The last few years of my life have been about reclaiming my own joy. Whether that joy was stolen from me by my abusers, the oppressive overculture, or even my own ideas of what should make me happy, I've been getting curious about what actually does make me happy. So I recently read a book on theology and history of the left-hand path. Satanism is a part of the left-hand path, but there's a lot more to it than that. And while I am very far from being a true student of the left-hand left path, I could appreciate some aspects. In particular, I have long felt in my bones that if we worship nature, nature as divine, then we are a part of nature. And if God is nature, then so is Satan. The left-hand path is about lifting up as sacred the counter-narratives and also about recognizing that being happy is just as sacred as working through our trauma working through our baggage. This is also Wunyo, accepting ourselves as an ecstatic part of nature, accepting ourselves as who we are. For me, working with Wunyo has meant accepting myself for who I am. My desires are just as valid as everyone else's. And saying it out loud like that, I know it shouldn't be a radical idea, and yet somehow it is. It has been so ingrained into me by society, family, I don't even know, but it has been ingrained in me to put other people's happiness first. And I think we all need to look after our own happiness. So here are some things that bring me joy. I want to write professionally. Yes, I'm doing that. And I'm expanding how much I write professionally. Am I a witch? Hella check. Um, I also love making art and I've been building up my skills and I have no desire to make art a part of my life, uh, my career life, but it is something that brings me comfort when I'm not working. I love to take myself out for frou-frou coffee and read silly fiction and it might seem unnecessary to someone who is a capitalist cog in the machine or a cog in the capitalist machine, but I've learned that these things are important. It's these things that nourish the self I've buried deep under societal expectations and norms. Joy is a radical feeling for queer people and people of color. In a society that has long profited on our trauma and our pain, a society that benefits from us keeping our head down and not making waves, our joy is a sacred rebellion which is another reason why I always talk about joy at the same time that I talk about the left-hand path. This is a path that is all about personal sovereignty. And what is more personal than the things that bring us joy? 
there's a reason when in the Vivitch, the, uh, I believe it was a 2015 film. Oh, wow. It's been out for a while. Um, anyway, in one of the final scenes of the film, the devil is asking, you know, this young girl, um, to sign his contract and become a witch and live in the forest. And the devil asks, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And that is the line that really gets her thinking. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? When you are not allowing yourself these things that can feel like such a divine, like radical rebellion. Um, and speaking as a queer person, I know that personal sovereignty is really important. Many of us have been taught that our pleasure isn't godly or that we were born lesser than others because of our desires, that there is something. And to those of us who have been taught these things, there is something comforting in the left-hand path. It shows another way. It shows that there is divinity outside of what is expected of us. And it shows that it's okay to actually go and get what we want. Queer people are also known for creating new systems, new ways of experiencing joy. It's not just about what we have, it's about what we build. Part of the system of capitalism is the false idea that you are always wanting, that there is always more you should be buying. It's a system built around the myth of lack, that you lack the goods necessary to be happy. Buy this thing, unlock happiness, is a classic marketing ploy, if not the only marketing ploy. Finding innate happiness without the stuff is an act of rebellion. And that is the rebellion that Wunyo is welcoming for us. If you are a woman, trans, queer, a person of color, if you are disabled, your smile has them shaking in their boots. When Wunyo comes up, let yourself indulge. Set yourself up for happiness, whatever that looks like for you. Find time every day to indulge in something that is purely joyful and purely for you. I find this also means that you may need some space, find blank spots in your schedule and indulge in something. Buy yourself that decadent chocolate truffle, bathe in a sunspot with your cat, go for a walk around your neighborhood, read your favorite book from childhood. Wunyo is here because you are enough, we are enough, and you need to celebrate yourself. And that is it for today's episode of the Heathen's Journey podcast. A huge thank you and shout out to all of my students and patrons for making this work available. If you want to become a patron and support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash northern lights witch. I post full moon and new moon ritual guides, rune readings for each of the turning of the zodiac season, and so much more. If you would like to follow me in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at northern.lights.witch or on Twitter at northlightwitch. Until next time, stay weird.